everyone, and welcome to another episode of One of Us is a Filmmaker. Hello, hello. We hope you enjoyed last week's episode, which mm. was our top five Pixar films. Very fun. I hope we didn't stir up too much of a debate. I do, I do hope, because that was the great debate. Well, that's true. Though, it wasn't very controversial between us. No, no, no. <laughs> It's but, true. So we did go. have quite similar views, and I mean, there yeah. is a whole world to mine into Pixar films, mm. Pixar films maybe we don't like so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and be, maybe, sorry, just to say, it'd be really interesting to explore like Pixar shorts as well. Oh my god, yes, there's so many good ones. They're still films, Pixar yeah. short films. Oh yeah, I mean, I mainly make short films, well, so there you I go. would like them to be considered as proper films. But today, we're actually going to do a movie throwback. So we are going to talk about one specific movie. Which specific movie is this? I did just tell you two minutes ago. True, but still, the viewers don't know. Or well, actually, they probably will because they want to see the title. Oh, <laughs> but yeah. we are talking about The Goonies. Woo! I love The Goonies. I love The Goonies. It's a classic 1985 movie directed oh. by Richard Donner. Beautiful stuff. And we're just going to be chatting about the film, our experiences watching the film for the first mm-hmm. time, and mm. also how we think of the film now. When do you think about The Goonies? It's got such an iconic cast, like Sean Astin. Oh, my goodness. What a throwback. Oh, my gosh. He's I mean, he's just been good in everything I've seen. He has. Times. I mean, he was even decent in, a, <clears throat> what's it called, 50 First Dates. <laughs> <laughs> Such a road call for once he's been. Um, but, no, he's amazing in um, Lord of the Rings. I'm a huge Lord of the Rings fan. Yeah, I'm getting out Wikipedia's... Um, Here we go. <laughs> no, I'm getting out what Wikipedia's... Research. <laughs> no, I'm getting out what Wikipedia's logline is for the Goonies, just in okay. case there are people out there who have not seen the Goonies. Ah, uh, yes. So this is what Wikipedia says. It's a group of children facing their last days together before a development paves over their homes stumble onto evidence of a pirate's treasure attracting the attention of a family of criminals. Dun- That's a great logline. Wow. It's a real fun adventure film. That's all I can say. And it, and it, it, <laughs> Good it, characters, it is funny. Adventurous. Many films are adventure films that they don't feel adventurous. This feels like it really capitalises on that sense of adventure. I think. I think Richard Donner did a really good job because in terms of the design of the set, like he mm-hmm. built that whole pirate ship and the water and everything. Did he? Yeah, yeah, that. like, that's real. I mean, he didn't build it with no, his own I, hands. <laughs> he had a team I of could guess uh, that. production <laughs> or designers and right. uh, Props and set people. Right, but I didn't realise that. That was very impressive. Yeah, they built the whole wow. thing. And so the, he didn't let the kids see it until they shot. So yeah. the, the first time they saw it was when they shot the scene where they flew through Ooh, the water slide. The Blair Witch Project kind of And thing, saw yeah. the ship for the first time. Yeah. So I think you yeah. wanted to keep it really light and reactive and, you know, make sure the kids' performances were natural. And mm-hmm. I think that's, that's the hardest thing working with kids, trying to make their performances as natural as possible. Fair to the Goonies, their casting and the acting was great. As in, yeah, it is. Did it's you so see good. many, many kid films with kids in that their acting yeah, is exactly. questionable, I would say. <laughs> yes. But I mean, it just was really. Oh, so really well great. cast. Yes, yeah, so, so well cast. Really well cast. And there's a Josh Brolin's in it. Oh, what's his name was in it? Let me just. I'm going to pause on the podcast here because I want to get his name correct. We need everyone. We need to get the list Yeah, up. so. Ki Hai Kwan was in it, who's oh. just in Everything Everywhere All at Once. Oh. Great film. And. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and he played Data, which is a very iconic role in that oh, film. He had a booming acting career. He did, he kind he did of... yeah. Well, I think the story is that he just struggled to find roles for American Asian characters. Yeah. 
for years. One um, of the best things that's happening in Hollywood now is more yeah, roles luckily, available. Finally, so, I think yeah, finally yeah. it's uh, you know turning the tide. And he actually apparently he saw Crazy Rich Asians mm. and was like, oh cool, this has brought a boom back oh, of right. more roles. There is films coming out great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think he then thought, oh yeah, I could try and get more roles again. You know, yeah, start acting. fantastic. And then, so when he got and I'm so glad he did because he's fantastic. <laughs> He's so good and everything everywhere all at once, isn't he? He's just so good. Uh, I know this is meant to be about the Goonies, but, you know. Everything everywhere all at once. Go see it. Shout out to that. Go see it. It's on Prime right now, I think. Just buy it. Oh, just buy it. Give them money. Yeah, give them money. Yeah, do actually, because it's... um, It is an independent film, but, I mean, the producers are, like, Joe Rosso, so... (laughs) You know, it's an independent film with a lot of clout and finance. Yeah, (laughs) with a big boys club behind it. But still, it is really good. And, you know, we do need to support independent cinema even when the big dogs are making it. So Another theme that will be frequent throughout our I'll try not to blab on too much about the cinema. Sorry. But going back to the Goonies. Yes. I think I only saw the Goonies when I was a bit older, maybe. I think the first time we saw it was together. Yeah, and we had it on DVD. Yeah, and it was because... Our mum's boyfriend at the time was going on about it, and he said, "Got us the DVD." Yeah, he got us the DVD. We watched it, and goodness me, my life's changed forever. And yeah, I really enjoyed it, and it's one of those sort of throwback movies to our childhood. Yeah, I didn't watch really young. I would have been at least thirteen or fourteen when I first saw Mm, it. Then I remember being about eight, nine. Yeah, somewhere, somewhere around there. So yeah, makes sense about that time. Steven Spielberg is an executive producer on it. Christopher Columbus wrote the screenplay, and of course, Richard Donner directed it. As I mentioned, what a trio! It is a, it's a, a classic trio. and um, then as well. I mean, they were writing it. I mean, there's rumours as well that Spielberg directed a few of the scenes. I wouldn't be surprised if he just came over. <laughs> if he's on set, he's just like... I'll, Richard, it's let, me, me, let, me, uh, <laughs> let me have a little crack. <laughs> <laughs> let me have a go. Though, mm. do you want to quickly say, not a huge fan of everything Spielberg has done. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, also, I think being a filmmaker, since this is a one of us is a filmmaker podcast, I've got a vouch for the filmmakers in that... You can make films and sometimes you've got a really strong influence from, I don't know, the studio or an exec Mm. that, you know, your vision can become muddied. And sometimes you make films for different reasons. Like the short film I made, I sort of just made it for myself just to work with these actors and like experiment a bit. But I know objectively the film's not great Mm -hmm. and I wouldn't really want to make anyone sit through and watch it. (laughs) So, you know, I understand when filmmakers maybe make work that isn't great necessarily or their best work, but... Mm. You know, I think every film has a place. And I think as a filmmaker, you're going through something. So sometimes that like ends up in the film. Mm. And it could be positive, could be negative. And I think, yeah, I guess to support that and to kind of caveat my own point, it's just, you know, I do see, I mean, all of them, Donna, Columbus, Spielberg, whether or not you love their cinema, you can't deny they had a big impact, you know, yeah, what they did. The and, and it's left, a, it's left, I would say, a legacy. In, in oh, at, least, at least Hollywood cinema. Um, oh, for sure. I mean, a lot of times I'll tell people my favourite filmmakers and I have no clue who they are, but you say yeah. Spielberg and people are like, oh, I know who Steven Spielberg is. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but obviously a he's had like ridiculously um, a big impact. Yeah. But I mean, I think it, it sounds like quite a sweet story of how the film was made. So I think Christopher Columbus, he basically grew up either in Astoria himself or somewhere very similar. And he just based it on his own childhood and how he and his friends would hang out at the Goondocks. I'm just thinking about it now. I, was th- I always thought it was... Um, <laughs> New England, kind of. No, no, it's set in Oregon. Oregon. Astoria. Astoria is a real town. And apparently the mayor declared it Goonies Day. Which makes it even better. (laughs) And I I just love a load of the stories about the behind the scenes. So apparently Richard Donner tried to shoot in sequence as much as possible as well. Mm -hmm. And that's really hard to do in filmmaking. Did they tamper with their waterworks as well? (laughs) 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 Apparently that's one of the scenes that Spielberg directed is the one where they're all banging on the water pipes. 
Yeah, I just really enjoyed watching it for the first time because it was just a good adventure. And sometimes films, not to offend any older listeners out there from the 80s or 70s, they can maybe feel a bit stale or a bit... It's can't connect tempo, I think. Yeah, and I mean, it's also we're used to a different style of filmmaking. Obviously, technology is advanced and all that. But for The Goonies, it really stood up and I could see why it's a cult classic. And I mean, looking back now as an adult, there's some questionable things in it. And I think that's a lot of older films, but you can still appreciate what they did at the time. Yeah. In fact, they're a cult classic, I think but also that's you do a good need way to, to think about it. But it's also good to acknowledge the shortcomings. The shortcomings, the, and, the you know, the, make sure the, they don't happen again. Yeah, I think like the representation of you know disability and ableism and stuff isn't great <laughs> to <laughs> say the least. <laughs> it's pretty awful, but, you know. Um. So yeah, so I'd be sort of reluctant to really chat about sloth as a character too much. But I think also it. It's a very complex and complicated representation, but he does end up being a very lovable character, and I think that, he's a hero at the end. Yeah, and I think I think, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it's very complex, excuse. and it definitely doesn't excuse it. But you know, I'm at least glad to see that it was. It, yeah, I, I mean, that, I, at least he wasn't the villain. At least, yeah, at least he wasn't the that, villain. Right? You know, he he is. He's front and center as the savior, as the friend, as the supporter, you know. Um, and also, I know I sound like I am supporting the character now, but I mean, <laughs> the relationship between him and um, Chunk. Chunk was just, it just not only just so well acted, but just like, it's just such a great yeah. relationship. And in any film, just to see them go from f- fear to love and trust, yeah. uh, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I think you could have a similar sort of storyline in that just don't put prosthetics of someone and yeah, do a fake voice you know and cast I, a real actor who has those experiences it's really important I think these days to try and do that I know a lot of people argue it's like oh but you know actors can play anything and that's totally true but the mm. problem is is that if you're not even casting <clears throat> actors who have that background in those roles they have no chance Scarlett Johansson quote I remember and she she was defending her time uh, in... Um, Ghost in the Shell. Ghost in the Shell, that's it. She was just like, oh, I should be able to play anything. I should be able to play a tree if I want to. And It's like, yes, you should, but good, also... Good God, lass. <laughs> it's like they don't, there are so few roles for Asian-American actors. Yep. You're taking them. Yeah, yeah. When you won't let them take exactly. any other role. So it's like you can't take the roles that are written specifically for them. It's just like, please have a bit of awareness, have a bit of context in where you're operating in. I guess going back to that relationship is just I love the chunk slash relationship Um, especially because he's so connected to the to the family like throughout the whole story and all their interactions are just hilarious especially when chunk is just like trying to not tell them the story and they're going to put his tongue in the blender and his finger in the blender oh the finger in the blender yeah 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 yeah. that is a funny sequence and all his lies he made up and actually there's a really funny like gremlins reference in there because he rings the police officer person he's like Please help, we need la la la. And the policeman's like, Oh, this isn't the time he told us there were a bunch of gremlins running around. Oh, or yeah. <laughs> and there's a little little link there. I didn't realise that was a reference. Oh, yeah, my they've got a, there's a reference to that. And I think there's another reference to another movie that Richard Donner directed, but I just can't for life me remember. Oh, what I'm, it out is. Of, I'm out of the loop on these. I know, yeah. You know, that's why I'm here, the filmmaker, True. to provide all the <laughs> trivia. <laughs> provide the trivia knowledge. I love that. Exactly. Yeah. Um Obviously, I gave the Wikipedia log line about the film. But it is really simple, but it just goes through those stages of, you mm. know, them finding the secret passageway down, using the treasure oh, map, yeah. and it's all to rescue their home and save their family's homes and welfare it's and everything. It's a sense like, of adventure. Yeah, it is. And, and it's just really heartwarming. And Mikey, the main character, played mm-hmm. by Sean Astin, 
It's just really, just really sweet. And he's got his little um, asthma. Mm-hmm. Inhaler. Inhaler. There you go. And I think all the characters complement each other. So there's Mouth, who's played by Corey Feldman, mm-hmm. who's really mouthy, as you could guess. Yeah. But has great one-liners. <sighs> great. Data, who's a, you know, inventor. He's got, like, all the, like, cool little gadgets and stuff mm-hmm. flying around. On that point, all the, the main goonies, mm-hmm. you know, the, the four best boys. Friends. Best yeah. friends, yeah. Chunk's I mean, in there as well. Yep, Chunk's in there. And, yes, there are stereotypes there. Mm. And, and again, with, like, with Sloth, like, the complications uh, that arise from depicting kids in such, like... But it feels as if there's such a team and so friendly and so warm to each other yeah you know even if they are making fun of each other it's like you know what groups of friends do make fun of each other oh, about oh, yeah. everything and and like it's so relatable like, it's, it's really just relatable. so relatable and i think it also really helped having the older brother mm-hmm. with them because Josh Brolin. yeah Josh Brand. Brolin, you know i really want to hang, hang on to the like sense of adventure of the film because i think so many films today that you know are adventures or i guess actiony it's just there always seems to be this lack of like it's almost like inquisitiveness and like yes curiosity curiosity. i mean part of the problem is that if you set an adventure film now you can literally be like where's hidden treasure ask google uh where do we go or like you have to do a whole thing where it's like oh the signal's gone you have to make a whole deal of that and as a like writer there needs to be some weird plot reason yeah that something happens or your phone battery died or Mm -hmm. I don't know. And that is really annoying to sort of have to dance around. I think why The Goonies is a cult classic and, like, people still like watching it now. There's a nostalgia with that time period. Things were not easy. It was like you had to really pick up your boots and go explore. It was analogue. It was tactile. It was like you had to do things, you know. You had to... uh, Not to say people don't do things anymore. Yeah. But... (laughs) It's like why I think a lot of people still like watching Friends. And that mm. is a time where you would hang out. You didn't have phones. And it's like you just had to be with the people that you're with yeah. and, like, make your own fun. And mm-hmm. the Goonies is definitely like that. And those four friends, you can see that they make their own fun. Mm. I mean, there are two other characters who are sort of in the main plot, which is Steph yep. and Andy. Mm-hmm. So Andy is Mikey's sister, who mm. Brand sort of fancies. Both the women in the film are basically just love interests, which is kind of like, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, snooze fest. <laughs> Kerry Green and Martha Plimpton. There you go. Martha Plimpton played Steph, Steph and um, the other one played Andy. What was the mm-hmm. name, sorry? Kerry Green. Kerry Green played Andy. Yeah. There you go. I think what's nice about the two female characters was that they were like more tough and edgy, especially Steph. And, mm-hmm. you know, Andy knew what she wanted. She knew she wanted to get Brand, even though, like, it's a bit suckish. That's kind of all that yep. she and Steph did was eventually mm-hmm. get with the boys. But they were, mm-hmm. like, more tough and sort of active than other female characters were at yeah, the time definitely. period. I'm not excusing the fact that, you know, that's not still not great. Difficult were... to call it ahead of its time. Exactly. <laughs> but, but, you know, we're trying to look at the bright side here. Yeah. And, and you have to put it you, in the context of... It, it, it the context was, of the time, yeah. I know. I mean, all the films in the, in the 80s were just teen angst films. I mean, like, it did reduce, especially women, to... Not much. <laughs> <laughs> Not much. I, I like I mean, if you it. think of any of those, like John Hughes films, like Sixteen Candles, The Breakfast Club, it's so all about her eventually just... getting with the guy yeah. or like wanting to be fancied, or yeah. you know, she does the makeover of like sort of the goth outsider chick in The Breakfast Club. Mm-hmm. It's just so cringy to look back at that now. Like, oh, she's only accessible and pretty and likable if she's got this makeup done and yeah. dresses normal. I'm putting air quotes into normal there. Um, but you might say. The crossover between that and Goonies is Andy falls for the not jock 
Yeah. In a way. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, uh, true. I'm Actually, not, I'm, we're not pushing boundaries. <laughs> yeah, we're not. But we're, just, we're looking at the, 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 you know, slight steps ahead that they might, might have been yeah. trying to do. So, yeah. Um, but, I mean, the caveat is that, like I started talking about the film, it is a film <laughs> made in 1985. Yeah. It's not perfect. It's got problems. Um, but there's a lot of hope and spirit and strength of the overall story and the main characters which is why I think it's a cult classic and remains so, and why both of us do enjoy the film. Mm-hmm. Like, even now, we, you know, it's a fun film that I'll put on and always say it's like a childhood favourite. Even though, yeah, I was a bit older, I was a bit like a teenager when I first saw it. I find talking about the Goonies as a cult classic is interesting. I mean, to define what a cult classic is would be long, but, you know, it was fairly mainstream. You know, a lot of people have watched The Goonies, I would say. Well, yeah, but, I mean, is that that the result of it being a cult classic? Those people That's have, like, true. found it later. Yeah. I don't know how popular it was when it first came out. I think a cult classic is a film that picks up an audience over time, regardless of yes. whether it did amazingly uh, yeah. well or not back. so well. I can get behind that. Sometimes cult classics really do go super under the radar yeah. and then get picked up. They do need, I guess you're right, they do need that time to grow, and I guess people... You know, it's like I said about in the last episode, actually, we were talking about, you know, what's it like for kids to be watching these films today? And it's like, well, I find Goonies quite timeless. I, mm. I find it a story that, you know, you can just look at as a kid and go like, wow, they've gone on this crazy adventure. I want to do that with my friends. You know, you want to just go and explore. You just want to do whatever. Yeah. You wanna... And I think it's looking back now and watching it. It's a simpler time where, you know, they don't have the phones to exactly. sort of tell them where to go and whatnot. Because they built so much. There's not like any CGI. It feels so much more real. Oh, that could be extra. a whole discussion in of itself. Oh, no. Goodness the me. old CGI. It just sounds like such a fun set. Like Richard Donner, apparently, they so they built the water slides into like the right. studio where the water was and they built the ship. And apparently the adults would go just on the water slides before going home. <laughs> <laughs> like, wee! <That's> jokes. <laughs> I wonder um, if you get that with Hollywood films these days. You know? I mean, like, it depends. You... It depends. A lot of films use CGI for so much and... But then there are practical effects as well. And, I mean, even Avatar The Way of Water, obviously a lot of that is CGI. But, like, Kate Winslet actually did go underwater for minutes at a time recording scenes and sequences. So, right. you know, there's there's really impressive practical stuff that people still do do. But also there is butt-ton of CGI <laughs> being used as well. <laughs> I think part of the sense of adventure also comes from it's not taking itself seriously. No, like, it's not. It's like, fun. let's, let's yeah. get real. It's a story about some kids... Going to find some treasure. Like, yeah, like... (laughs) Very basic. Yeah, it's very basic, but you don't need more complex than that. You just need to tell it in a good way. And and you just don't... You don't need to think, ah, this is a... You know, this is life or death that they're going to find this. This is going to make their entire life. It's just like, they're just going out having fun. They didn't dumb it down either. No, but that's exactly it. There's like swear words that they say in the film and all that. But that helps bring that personality and personality. Exactly. It makes it feel like... I bet if I was a 13-year-old kid, probably boy, at the time watching it, I'd really relate to it and be like, yeah, cool. Yeah. As a girl, I mean, maybe mm. not so much. But <laughs> I'd like to. Yeah, yeah. It'd been, yeah, I mean, there's no reason why you couldn't have swapped any of those four main ones and be a girl. Of course. And just be like, Chunk could have been a girl. I mean. Mikey or Data. Oh, well. It is Never mind. of the time. <laughs> so Never mind. Yeah. We make our own fun. So what, okay, what is your... Favorite scene from the Goonies. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I really like when they first go to what was it like the shack place? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Before they like find the their first, trap door down into the and um, they're first introduced to the family. Then the Fratellis. Yeah, yeah. the Fratellis. <laughs> <laughs> 
and it's just quite funny and they're all sort of stumbling on each other and brand comes in trying to get mikey to go home yeah yeah and steph and andy have tagged along it's all just it's like, like kind of like culminate. one after the other you know yeah like, it's really like fast-paced really yeah. funny um it's all just a bit silly is that the bit of a mouthpiece as well somewhere I can't remember. No, that's later that on. later? There are like party break. Oh, yeah. You know. Wait. We haven't watched The Goonies oh my recently, goodness, so all. this might be a bit fuzzy. But I kind of didn't want to just re-watch it for this, for this because I think it's actually nice to think about how like I remember it. Mm-hmm. The whole point of a movie throwback. Yeah, yeah, we don't want to watch it right before we do. You yeah, know, finally. some some episodes we might want we to might if there's to. something we want to talk about. Some critical analysis. critical analysis. I don't feel like with the Goonies you can do too much critical analysis. No, it's not that sort of film. It's about just remembering youthfulness and childhood and fun. Yeah, and I and I, growing up. It's so sad that so many films these days are just kind of missing that. And I, I think I don't know what it is. I think I think you've literally hit the nail on the head with the whole. Well, it's kind of hard to make a exploration story these days. It is hard. You know, what do you do? It's tricky. It's very tricky. Yeah. All right, I'm going to do my my favourite scene. Cause, oh, uh, yeah, sorry, I didn't ask you in return. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I think my favourite scene is just the opening. The travel shovel? That's the travel shovel. <laughs> I wouldn't... Go- <laughs> <laughs> it is the truffle shuffle. It is the truffle shuffle. Oh, it's the, it's, it's the whole like lead through Astoria, and you get the sense of scale of the town, and you get the sense of place, place and where you are, and like and you, the way the characters are all introduced. You know, uh, what's his name? Brand. Brand. That's it. Just pulling his little weights. Weights. I don't know what you call them. Stretchers. <laughs> <laughs> whatever they are, and just everyone coming in, and I just think it's just like okay. I know what I'm watching, you know, like this is, yeah, you can just tell it's, it's like, fun. And, and it's just like, yeah, it's all a bit of madness from the beginning and yeah. just haphazardness and like really quick tempo and yeah. fun. And it's just an easy watch, really. One of my other favorite bits is Mouth speaking Spanish to the uh, oh, yeah. maid and just like completely <laughs> yeah. don't get that wrong. <laughs> she starts freaking out. <laughs> just like looking around the room like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh, it's good. Yeah. There's a lot of great things. And I think it also really represents the 80s era, like Stand By Me and exactly. riding on their bikes through the place. I mean... Corey Feldman's in Stand By Me, right? Yeah. Yeah. And Stranger Things is like totally paying homage to films like The Goonies and... Yeah. Um, of course. Me, I mean, of course. you know, they are iconic people. Yeah. But I think for me, that's partially why I just haven't ever enjoyed watching Stranger Things. I've, I've oh. seen bits of it because I don't think... To me, it's. Ca- I don't want to say it's inauthentic because that sounds really harsh to anything that's ever copied anything else. So well, yeah, there are so many things that are like pastiche, and like that's part of the point of them. Yeah, and I, but I just think like, again, that's why I don't like to ruin films. I don't I, like with. Don't ruin them. Well, just just like I like to think, okay, the Goonies is the Goonies, you know, and I look back at it and. But people probably would have thought completely differently at the time. They probably would have thought, oh, the Goonies is just like this film, the Goonies is just like this film, or whatever. But, you know, yeah. It's what it is. That's why it's, it's different looking back at it now. And that's why it's uh, a movie throwback. Mm. It's, it's an old one. <laughs> it's old. <laughs> and they're not going to remake it, hopefully. Oh, and good They're not going to do a sequel please. either. Because I think I read somewhere that... Um, what are they going to do? Get back the entire cast? Well, no, I think a lot of the cast said they wouldn't do it unless they had the original cast and director. Oh. But a lot of them, unfortunately, have passed away. So, like, Richard Donner died wow. this year or last year. Um, so, yeah, so that's not happening. Yeah. 
But it exists on DVD, on streaming sites, so you can catch it. I'm pretty sure anywhere. I bought it on Google Play, so I can just watch it wherever. Yeah, exactly. I think exactly. it's... If you want a good classic adventure story with four friends, fun personalities, and, you know, it's all a bit tongue-in-cheek, a bit silly, mm. you know, take it with a pinch of salt. There's some not great representation in there. Um, but it's, I don't think it needs to be cancelled or anything. It's fun. Just, yeah. It's fun. You just, just take gotta... it for the spirit of it and enjoy the characters, especially Sean Astin. Oh, Sean Astin. Such a good actor. I read somewhere as well that apparently the speech he did about One-Eyed Willie, he basically just improvised it. Richard Donner just basically told him the points to hit, but because he wanted more of a naturalistic performance, he was like, mm-hmm. well, just talk about this to camera or wherever. It's brilliant. Looking at this character. It's so, like, good. That speech. Yeah, the performances are so good. And all the performances oh, from all the actors. Enough. They're just so... Really well cut. Yeah. If so you want some good kid teenager acting... Go for the Goonies. Mm. Most of any film is casting, and so if you cast the right people, mm-hmm. you're winning. And I think um, the Goonies is actually a really good example of that. Just hits that sweet spot. It does need. Yeah. So yes, yeah, so I think that's why we wrap up. Yeah. On the Goonies, it's a good film. Go watch it if you haven't already. If you haven't already. If you have, watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, thanks for listening as ever. Thank you. Thank you. And we'll be back with another episode. See you in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Bye.